Uh, we actually already did that with Wooly. That <laughs> motherfucker. Everywhere I go, that asshole is causing me misery. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That over there is my brother Mason. Warmed up balls, Williams. And that over there is my brother Luke. Colder than a witch's tit, Williams. And speaking of tits, no, ooh. <laughs> Mm-mm. Is that how we want to segue? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let's... Let's say, speaking of empowerment, and I said, no, hmm. how are we going to... Well, I mean, witches do have more power than regular people. That is true. We're making a Magical Girl series. We are. This week, this suggestion comes to us from M. Thank you very much, M. Now... I, I suppose the phrase colder than a witch's tit is slightly problematic, but in my defense... I do think that the average tit temperature, you're you're gonna find it ever so slightly lower on someone who identifies as a witch. Like that is just biochemically. That's you think that if you just that's just a a determining factor. Well, okay, let's 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 run down the factors, shall we? Yes. Uh, Witches compared to the general populace. Okay. Uh, more likely to have tits. Yes. Uh, but not, not only because, you know, female, mm-hmm. but also, uh, more likely to be adult. Okay. Yes. I'm with you. Okay. So therefore nipple farther from the, uh, the core, the, the, the chest there. So okay. it doesn't have the same amount, like not the proximity to the heart, which is where heat comes yep, from. Yep. Okay. That's why it's spelled like that. Okay. Uh, and, um, more likely to go skyclad. That's, that's sky cl- skyclad. Skyclad is a thing. What is that? That that's when that you thing? get your titty out. That's the thing they do. Uh I'm gonna say yes. Which which I flash, I am an expert. Which streaking? On, well, yeah. Well, that's well. I mean, it's it's druids, but they are. Uh, related. This so. is an idea podcast. We are. We've already got a whole bunch. We've already gotten a, a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, <laughs> but mainly, we are going to invent something for you right now before your very ears. This week, it will be a magical girl series. Now, yes, that specifically comes from magical girl anime. Yeah. Which you might tend to see uh, examples from, you know, like Sailor Moon. That's uh, the big one that I think most people go to as the gold standard. And then. Yep. Uh, we got yeah. we got like Cardcaptor Sakura. Sure. Um, I f- feel like one of the main features of it is, uh, you know, transformation sequence. We got your one form and you've got your more powerful form. Yeah, you gotta have the transformation, I would say. That's a key here. You can't have someone who's just a magical girl all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would imagine that we're also talking about something that is not 
focused on uh, like a mech, maybe like a, a familiar or some sort of rideable companion, but uh, a, a steed, a mount, if you will. Sure. Uh, sure. But likely, it's just you and or your team, and you are pretty. You transform. You get prettier. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, Luke. Yes. What is what is the pro- what are the primary differences between the magical girl genre mm-hmm. and the Sentai genre? The well, Sentai genre, uh, a, is pretty much was pretty much spawned out of uh, toy manufacturing. Like I know that that is a big factor. Like the moves and the equipment changes, but so long as it can become something you sell to the kids, uh, that that is a big part of of what the what the format what the but i mean like come on there's still going to be toys for magical girls yeah and well and that's and that's the thing i'm not to say that they are unique in that uh you know like Yu-Gi-Oh is made to sell the card game like you know uh many a kids series was made with kids toys in mind and that may or may not have been central to the concept or not uh Mm -hmm. but generally speaking the magical girl, you've got a transformation. Sentai, you've got transformation. But Sentai is much more about a team and more martial arts and such. Uh, yeah, like like you're more likely to have a single girl magical girl series than you would be to have a single Sentai ranger Sentai series. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know where the line is specifically drawn on this. Exactly. I'm sure there's exceptions all over the place. But Sentai, you're going to have your... Uh, uh, you're going to have much more of a focus on live action. Magical yep. Girl, generally speaking, is a cartoon or anime of some form. And that's another thing I want to I want to mention here, because this is this is the first time we've actually tried to broach this. Uh, we are inventing something that is like the medium of anime is uh, frequently, but not always coming out of Japan with a Japanese style. And you and I are not authorities on that, we are absolutely not. Which is why we will have a special guest coming up at a you know about the halfway point. But uh, we gotta we gotta start on what what we know. We gotta give him something something to work with. Pitch him on on something. So, all right. Okay. Well, let's let's break it down. I, I want to run through a couple of things, and I'm curious what you consider essential, what you don't. Okay. Number one, right off the bat, yeah, magical girl. Does it have to be quote unquote? magic if it's a girl who gets her powers from say nanotechnology but is still functionally doing the same shit is that still a magical girl i i'm gonna say yes because uh, i this isn't a, a a one-to-one here but thinking of uh like uh digimon or uh superhuman samurai cyber squad you had versions of like a digitization being the the transformation and that translating well enough so i feel like it doesn't have to be magical per se like i don't think i don't think the transfer and like that that's sort of like a bit of a misnomer because magic you're thinking spells you're thinking harry potter you're thinking witches you're thinking uh you know uh, at very yeah, least something more ethos. fantasy, but, yeah. it's a, but it is a very much a different ethos because all the magical girl transformations that I can think of, at least, don't feature that kind of thing. That Harry is Harry Potter would be a very different series if he had to go through a transformation sequence in order to use his magic. Oh, shit. That's pretty good, though. 
like, like, I like, like that. there's, a, there's a, a boarding school and wizards and the big thing about wizards is before they enter wizardly combat like they can't just do magic when they're when they're in their civilian form but before they you know do wizardly combat they have to go through a magical transformation sequence and then like your your um your patronus or whatever gives you like armor so like oh now i got deer horns and like glowing armor and i look badass and now i can cast spells at you <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. I know shockingly little about the Harry Potter franchise, considering how closely I've been in proximity to it uh, with my various nerd uh, lifestyle stuff. Um, It would be really funny for me if I was to try and like say I took like storyboards of all of the movies and tried uh-huh. to like craft what the story was and then like my version had like it's time for me to transform <laughs> like <laughs> i could do that yeah yeah think- absolutely have, have you uh have you seen wizard people dear readers no i have not Okay, it, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and recommend this to the audience, if cool. not to you. Right. Uh, Wizard People, Dear Readers is an alternate audio track for the first Harry Potter movie. Oh my god, okay. It is It is very, very good. Good to know. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like something very funny. Alright, let's get back on task. Yes, uh, yes. You said the one thing... Uh, you got more for your list. I got more things, I got more things. Go okay, so that's, that's magical out of the way. Girl. Okay. Uh, I know that there are plenty of Magical Girl series that deal with uh, the whole girl uh, aspect of it. There's, like, gender-bendy type stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, does our Magical Girl have to identify as a female? Like, are we going to go, like, can you have a gender non-binary magical person? Well, something that occurs to me is that it would be very cool to be super progressive about this and concoct some kind of um trans or transitioning character or or non-binary or something like that that would be pretty cool another thing is um it would be kind of cool to not uh uh fetishize or glamorize that aspect yeah. uh another thing that comes to mind is that some there you know there's kind of a series that already did that albeit not that much of a magical girl but the the run one half series uh, very much had a transformation of boy. See, to girl my big thing I was thinking of was Shizau. Shizau, go ahead. I I don't know it. Uh, you don't know Shizau? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shizau is uh, a superhero. Mm-hmm. This is more of a Western thing. I think I I'm honestly not sure if there's a Japanese thing at all. But uh, yeah, superhero. You get this magical thing. It turns you into Shizau, big uh, big female superhero. But the uh, the person. Uh, who gets handed down this power, you know, it's it's normally mother to daughter, and it goes to, like, a boy. Okay. But he transforms into her. Okay, interesting. I... I'm totally getting that wrong. I have not actually seen the show. I just know that it exists. Whatever. Do you want, do you want me to, like, crop that bit? Uh, no, you can leave it in. Gotcha. Just let me expose my ignorance. I mean, we're already two straight white dudes who are trying to make a girl-focused Japanese-style anime, something that we know shit all about. So let's just go ahead and just just plow on with our ignorance because that's what the world needs. The fuck are you talking about? We're straight. <laughs> uh, straight presenting. Straight, straight-ish. Yeah. Or as I like to say, straight but pretty bad at it. 
Yeah, I just keep fucking up. Yeah. Oh well. All right. So okay, there's there's the girl part. We we probably we probably want to do something that is kind of true to the genre okay. and not really break that too much. Although you know, let's see where the tide leads us. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Second thing about girl. Girls are uh, young. Do we necessarily have to have this be a bunch of like teenagers, or can you have a magical girl series about like disillusioned thirty-year-olds? Well, this ooh, thirty-year-olds. I hadn't considered thirty-year-olds because what I was about to say was like, if you have senior protagonist protagonists, senior is pretty interesting. That that's a transformation I haven't seen. Is like a senior citizen who changes into this teenage looking superhero but then their secret identity they go back to being like at the retirement home shit i just thought of something super sad but pretty good what a senior story where they have the ability to transform and become super powerful for like 20 minutes to like finish off a fight and and you know uh save the day but it costs them a day. I I thought you were going to go harder core. I thought you were going to go like a year. A year came to mind, but then That's like, going to be a shorter series though. Yeah. But dude, like if every time you untransform, not only does it like hit you with a gut punch of age, but you were just a little bit worse off than you were when you transformed in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the let's thing. say let's um, say let's split the difference. Let's call it a month. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, this this is actually something going to completely different genre here. Uh, this is something that I always appreciated about the Lone Ranger. Uh, is that the Lone Ranger made his bullets uh, out of silver? That was one of his signature things. Is he had silver bullets, mm -hmm. and the reason why was to make him think about the consequences of his actions and about the possibility of taking a human life. Because every time he fires his gun, it's like the equivalent of a hundred bucks. Dude, that's so cool. I did not know that. I knew I knew about the silver bullet, but I did not know that that was part of the the reasoning. Okay, okay. Last thing about girl. Girls we've established, female. Girls we've established, young. Girls are also human. Do we have to make this about humans, or can you have a magical girl series that takes place on Mars? The thing is, any non-human focus of the story, unless you're going, like, cutesy and it's, like, you know, anthropomorphized animals. Yeah, like little bugs that live in a toadstool and one of them transforms to a magical girl, yeah. <laughs> one of them transforms into a magical girl and she's five feet tall. <laughs> and she just picks up the bad guy and squishes him. There you go. That's a very, <laughs> very OP transformation. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's going into kaiju territory, which is another Japanese genre. That oh, we're gonna have to tackle that at some point, huh? Uh, that's a really good one. But it, okay, no. Here's the thing. Uh, I think what what I was saying is, unless you make it cute animals, um, or you have. Ah, a really ingrained reason for it to be this way. Any non-human, like, characters that have speaking lines and or interacting with other humans or whatever, chances are you have now pretty much flipped over to sci-fi, which is fine. We can fuse genres here. Yeah, we have established that you can go 
sci-fi and and still consider it a magical girl as long as the tropes of the genre are still there. Magic per se is not necessarily oh, steampunk. Mm-hmm. Just uh, have the Victorian themed and like everything is is all steam powered. And you've got basically a, a steam-powered superhero who obeys the conventions of the magical girl genre. See, I really like the setting, too, of going just a little bit into the future. Like, if we were talking about something set in, like, 2050, and you wanted to add another race or some uh, some robots or something like that, uh, you know, you got more of... You got more room to play. Yeah, like, not too far into the future, but just, like, Batman Beyond level, kind of. Yeah, like, if you go to, like, 2200, and you'd still portray humans the same way, it'd pretty much be like, why the fuck didn't we, A, smarten up, or B, get off the planet? Yeah, yeah, but, but like, 20 or so years, 30 years into the future, that's that's doable. As long as it's under 100 years, you can still have society that's sort of similar. But when you get up to, like, Star Trek scale, then, y- yeah, you gotta be off-planet, because oh, otherwise, okay. like, what's your excuse? Okay, question. If we take a magical girl format, and we try to make it live-action, not unlike a Sentai, but we try to set it in North America, or what have you, did we not just turn it into something Marvel-esque? Yeah, like, like, what is the exact thing that makes it a Magical Girl series and not just a superhero series? Well, okay, let's pivot to She-Ra, because how the hell did we not even bring this up yet? We're like 18 minutes in. Yeah, the new, se- the new She-Ra series kicks fucking ass. Ah, uh, God, it's so good. I, I have seen it all, as if you, as I understand. Yes. Um, they have been renewed for a second season, thank God. Good. Um, It's so good, it's... I, I know next to nothing about the original Shira series. Same. Uh I just know that there's a couple of nods here and there. Uh but man was it good to have like three male characters in it that are pretty much non not the focus. Bo is like the most focused one and he's Bo, like Bo, the third. Bo is my dude. I love Bo. Bo Bo is amazing. He's a great character, but he's also like third or fourth on your like main characters list yeah yeah like like you could have a couple of episodes in a row without him and you wouldn't really be going huh where's Bo? like yeah that, he's just he's he's not the cent- the center but just generally speaking i didn't know anything about like the powers or what was going to go on with any of these girls and so it was so cool to see like th- the very first pilot episode when uh glimmer is like just bamfing around her room and it's like oh we're gonna play here and then like Bo is like you know jumping around with like special arrows and shooting them and it's just like no real context except that just establishing this is his thing it's like oh we're gonna play here you're like it was just (laughs) it was just getting better and better by the minute okay here's my thing uh She-Ra that that changed a lot from what I understand from the original series and yeah, it has a lot of stuff now that is more like a modern magical girl show. Can we do something similar? Can we take some older property that hasn't been really adapted and can we just reboot it but then make it a magical girl show? Because that way most of the work is done for us. God damn, like, that's not a bad idea. That's a pretty good call at this point. Yeah, because we are quite a ways in. We've mostly just been 
talking about what a Magical Girl series is, which would be fine if this were a regular ep, but in this ep, we have a guest, so we gotta come with something for him to at least, like, fix. Okay, for something to be stale enough, we gotta be talking at least, like, I wanna say, like, 1992 and earlier. And um, something that has not subsequently been rebooted. So we can't do, like, Scooby-Doo, because yeah. Scooby-Doo gets rebooted every two years. Yeah, and, and, like, an easy one that, again, doesn't really fall into the not-a-magical-girl series to turn into a magical-girl series. But, like, I'm pretty sure Sailor Moon's been rebooted, like, uh, twice, three times? I don't know. Like, I don't... Don't, don't call oh me Oh, my this. God! What? I'm gonna hit you with something, and you're gonna reach through my microphone and slap me. I'm ready. Family Matters. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, who who's the, who's the transformer? Who's the Laura, main? We we got Steve Urkel. He's your magical science guy. He has science that, towards the later seasons, is effectively magic. You got Laura, who lives in a household where her dad's a cop, and her this boyfriend who's trying to like win her love, but he knows he can't because he's such a fuck up, but he gives her the powers and she goes out there and she sees her dad struggling with like where do they live? Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, like you got a a, a black family in Chicago where the dad's a cop and like you got the, the teenage daughter who's the love interest but doesn't care for the science guy, but the science guy can give her magical powers. This is sounding very good. Fuck! I, Where did I pull that from? God! I, I, as as soon as I heard your like excited gasp, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is probably gonna be the one." Fuck me! Now the thing is, is that I don't know too too much about family matters that doesn't primarily feature um, Urkel. Urkel or the dad Carl. Yeah. Um, what's his what's his real actor name? Uh, um Reginald Reginald Val Johnson. Val Johnson, yeah. Yeah, well I mean he we we know that he's from uh 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 a Die Hard. Yes, obviously. He, he same, shot a kid. The same character. Yes. Yes. So I love the idea of this reboot. I love the idea of the focus completely shifting to the girl. I love that you're like checking the box of uh people of color. Uh I love that um, the concept of, like, actual magical powers getting involved in, like, whatever crime stories you want to tell. Like, this has a lot of potential to actually be the right setting for something completely different. Okay, well, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is the dynamic between Steve and Laura, like, he's giving her the powers. He desperately, desperately wants to date her. She doesn't want to date him, but... She does want to use the powers. Well, actually, here's the question. Did he give her the powers or did she take the powers because he keeps creating, like, robot duplicates and whatnot and fucking things up? And she went into his lab, took the power for herself, and now she uses it to fight his monstrous creation. This this is, I think, the way that you can actually spin the story a little bit better. I think that if she snuck in, stole a thing, left, that's now she's got to keep her ability to transform a secret from him. Yes. And you that got... explains the secret identity. Mm -hmm. And so he loves Laura. This this is a, a twist on your typical superhero double identity thing. Typically, the, the person really loves the superhero, but thinks the secret identity is a piece of shit. This is the other way around. You've got this, you know, mad inventor 
who is desperately in love with the secret identity, but he hates the superhero because she keeps fucking up his plans. And it's more empowering if she takes his technology and uses it against him versus him. I've, we're turning Urkel into the villain, but I'm okay with that. Oh, I don't know that... Okay, well, here's here's the next thing that I was going to say was um, Stefan. Oh. I'm thinking that it's the same sort of power-up machine that worked on Laura or whatever. Uh, yes, I yes. think sh- I think he realizes that there is this masked vigilante woman out there. He falls in love with her, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he finally decides to use this power to become Stefan and they like meet on the street or something, both of them, Stefan and Laura's souped up power. Um, and you know, the plot thickens basically. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So Laura, when she's in her secret identity, superhero mode, what does she call herself? I was just thinking I was going to try and pass that to you. (laughs) Uh, okay, okay, so a lot is going to be based on the nature of this power. So what kind of powers does she get? What kind of powers does she get? She's going to have to get something that obscures the face. Because, yeah, in most anime, the magical girl, it doesn't obscure the face. But, like, realistically, if I'm looking right at you, I can tell that you're my friend. Like, we need a mask or something. One of the things that makes Spider-Man pretty good, pretty like almost all the time, is that he does this nonviolent thing with his powers, right? Yes. He is yes, strong I love enough. That. He's strong enough and agile enough and nimble enough to like, you know, try and be better at uh, self-preservation. He has enough super strength to do some stuff, but mainly his, his power is throwing rope around. Like he can, he can restrict people, but mm-hmm. he, he can't, it's not like with Wolverine where power is claws, you know, power is use claws on people. Like, that yes, is one um, of the things that I love so violent. much about Spider-Man is the non-lethal aspect of the powers. So like, I would like to go in that direction again with her. Okay. So obstructing the face, some sort of some sort of non-lethal force. Um, oh god, I'm trying to tie it back into this family matters lore, and I was thinking, what some sort of cheese-based superpower. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> uh I don't think that that's a great aesthetic for an up up and coming uh black female superhero to be throwing cheese at people. To be throwing yeah. cheese like, "Ah, she could have been a serious hero, but you see Urkel really <laughs> liked cheese." So, no, no, we need something that restrains people without hurting them, something that is emphatically non-violent but at the same time like is actually effective and ideally doesn't do it by like drugging people. Like I don't want to go chemical. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the only thing coming to my mind was like slime. No, no, f- like freezing people in crystals. Like she can cause crystals to grow on things. Hmm. So pretty much like Frozone's ice stuff, but yeah, not but not ice. necessarily cold. I don't necessarily want to go like ice. I'm saying she yeah. can grow crystals on you like rock candy. I mean, we could do something. Do we want to make it rock candy? I mean, that's that's a great little science fair experiment, right? So like, okay, maybe the the story is there was like a younger kid too, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the story is is that. 
Um, was it male? I'm assuming male. I don't kid. remember any of the other characters okay, so from Family Matters whatsoever. Some other kid from school. It we can off we can my rewrite brain like water off a duck's back. We can rewrite that part if we have to. Smaller kid <laughs> needs help with science fair project. Wants to do rock crystal, sugar crystal, rock candy, mm-hmm. um, but can't get it to work. Urkel volunteers to help because, of course, that would help charm Laura because she wants the brother to succeed brother or sister whatever um so he just goes full tim allen with it and uh soups it up to the point of it being like this crystal generating beam uh and then laura sneaks in grabs it superhero formed and like, like here's the thing like when she needs to transform then just like bam her clothes get all sparkly and she like like crystal visor over the eyes yeah i mean one troubling thing is i'm trying to think of a good strong empowering name for uh our female protagonist and crystal came to mind and uh sugar or candy came to mind and all of that sounds like stripper name (laughs) this is true uh okay uh sweet uh the sweet soldier um Chris, cr- crystalline oh okay okay uh well let's let's go uh magical girl when you think of magical girls what are magical girls in their magical girl forms what are their names we got uh, sailor moon yeah you got like card captor sakura i forget she's got like a real name and i thought her name was just sakura i don't know you see this is why we need our guest yes maybe maybe he can name our hero you know i think i saw him over by the water cooler we should probably should probably yeah my superpower is drinking a lot of water hello dear listeners this is the water cooler segment where we just sort of update you about what's going on with our lives Super Eye Patch Wolf's contribution to our invention will be coming up right after this, but I just want to let you know a couple of things first. Mason hosts a webcomic called Forward at forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. Both those are really cool. You should check them out. He also does board games and tweets funny stuff. You should check them out in general. Uh, Patreon.com slash tailstake. And he's on Twitter as tailstake as well. I'm working on a couple of things. Uh, my mashup album is almost ready for release. I'm just sort of getting everything in order and finishing that up. But I also have a new video channel called Careful Consideration. My first video on the channel is on the K-pop girl group uh, Luna and some of the queer subtext in the symbolism and stuff. And I think you'll find it really interesting if you look up Careful Consideration, you'll find the Luna video there and uh, check that out. If you want to advertise with us, we can do uh, advertisements in this segment here. Shoot us an email, show at gmail.com. And we're also taking suggestions for other things that you might want to hear us invent. H- Again, that's show at gmail.com, or just tweet at us at show. That's everything for right now, so let's get back to the invention. Coming back from the water cooler, we have found uh, my friend Super Eyepatch Wolf. Uh, I can I could use your first name, right? You sure can. Okay, John. John is here. Yeah, second John in a row for guest. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm I'm glad someone fed me by that water cooler because I was just feeling so fucking awkward. 
Yeah, I mean, there you were able to hydrate the whole time, but you know. Yeah, that see that was my primary concern, but then the kind of the social unease crept in. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we uh, have been inventing something. We've been working on we this have. here. Uh, it, in theory, is a magical girl series. Sure. Um, and somewhat inspired by, say, for example, a the recent reboot of the the Shira series. Uh, we decided to do a reboot of our own, and we look to you uh, as somewhat more of an anime enthusiast and expert uh, to help guide us. Yeah, let me let me, let me pitch this, Luke. I, I've been I've been rehearsing this in my head. I w- I would like to do the the official pitch if you don't mind. Absolutely, Mason, go ahead. Okay, so what what we wanted to do here is uh, it's important to have representation of different uh different groups different ethnic groups particularly so we're going with a uh, a family of color uh in particular we have a young black girl uh named laura and uh she's the middle child of the family right there's there's older siblings younger siblings she feels that she isn't seen her dad's a cop so he has a very high stress job laura feels ignored but there's one person who doesn't ignore Laura. That's the the next door neighbor, Steve, who has sort of a uh, an obsession with her, a romantic obsession. And he's Steve is sort of a mad scientist character. He makes all sorts of wacky inventions, uh, and he keeps trying to win Laura's love without realizing that the efforts to just win her to do something great enough to win her affection. That's precisely the sort of mindset that she finds so unattractive. Uh, so anyway, at one point uh, in the first episode, there would be like the younger sibling who has a science fair project trying to make rock candy and the, just the crystals aren't forming out of the sugar. So Steve thinks, aha, I'm going to do something to get Laura's attention. And he makes this little gun that shoots rock candy crystals and can grow crystals on anything. Cue shenanigans. The science fair doesn't go so well. Uh, and so that rock candy gun just goes in, in like a closet somewhere. And Steve becomes more and more frustrated with his, his inability to win Laura's affections. So he creates like robot duplicates of himself. He injects himself with Bruce Lee's DNA, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) I'd love, I'd love the side story of how he got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and he, he goes on rampages trying to get like power, trying to, uh, to, uh, rob banks what have you because if if she can't love him she can at least fear him laura realizes this isn't really her fault but it is her responsibility she steals the crystal gun she's able to use it to transform her clothes get all sparkly she gets the crystal visor across the eyes and she's able to fight steve's various robots and monsters and what have you she's got the crystal powers she can like immobilize them grow crystals around their feet that sort of thing uh, and Steve now, he hates this magical girl superhero character who keeps thwarting his plans, but he still is desperately in love with Laura, w- not realizing that those are the same character. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So is this sounding familiar at all? Um, I'm definitely hearing a little bit of Shira in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I guess it's hard not to think of this kind of story and not think of Steven Universe because that kind of does so many kinds of things like that but i mean so far so good okay so how about uh how about specifically uh the 
family of color, Laura is the protagonist, and the pining Steve from next door. Is that sounding familiar at all? Because this is a this is a reboot. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let me think. I can't think of it. I can think of a bunch of like '90s sitcoms where it has all these things. I can't think of one specifically. Oh my God! Look, you're you're bullying this poor man who has not watched American television. Oh, like what the that hell? Is, that, is, that is not true. Ireland is awash with American television. So this is a very particular series that when we say it, uh, you might smack your head at this point. Um, Steve. Uh, from next door, he's got a more famous uh, sort of nickname. It's his last name, actually. Uh, it starts with a U. Yeah, he's another Steve U, actually. <laughs> Still nothing. Uh, Urkel. Okay, Urkel I have never seen. Oh, God! Yep. No! See, I told you! Yep. Yeah, I knew that like, that was I was a... thinking Sister Sister, Keenan and Kel, all that kind of <laughs> ilk. I have never seen Urkel, so you might oh, need to catch damn. me up on what is, what is Urkel. Okay. So, uh, I was worried that that was like, it was like a, it was an outside chance because it was like <laughs> Family Matters was pretty massive, but like... Yeah. yeah, the show is not called Urkel, although he did grow to become the main character. The show is called Family Matters. That's so because mm. like all the stuff like Saved by the Bell and all like Hang Time and all that kind of stuff, we got so much of that. Like we had like ten channels that was always on one of them. Um, mm. But then there was other stuff that just never came our way. Like I have mm. never seen an episode of what's called Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Family Matters, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's what, because, but I've seen it referenced a million times. So you know the "Do you got any cheese?" or "Did I do that?" But you don't. I've seen "Did I do that?" <laughs> but I mainly experienced it in like Simpsons and Family Guy, and I've always been like, "Oh wow, huh, what a strange way to pronounce that sentence." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is kind of refreshing in a sense that. Uh, I mean, we get to sort of give you the cold. This is this is an, an ideal scenario, really, because if we were to reboot this as a, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be animated, but if it was an animated series mainly targeted at a younger generation, they wouldn't know originally, f- like original Family Matters either. Mm. Uh, yeah, like much like with the new Shira series. You're going to get people who are like, oh, this is what the Shira characters are. They're growing up and this is their Shira. They would not like reference the original one at all. So if this is a series being marketed at today's youth, they're not going to be familiar with Family Matters either. So, I mean, this is perfect. You're the perfect test audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yes, basically, uh, Urkel as the next door neighbor was just sort of this extreme nerd, uh, very much... Uh, an extreme stereotype that uh, perhaps was relatable uh, at the time as an extreme nerd. Uh, But in the fiction of the sitcom itself, he was a uh, tinkering uh, inventor type that had uh, various machines. Like he made a, uh, a cloning machine and a transformation machine. And there was a, uh, there was Stefan, uh, who was like the hunky version of Jaleel White, the the actor who played Urkel, who 
uh, Laura did love because the transformed version of Urkel was much closer to the actual Jaleel White, who was, you know, aging out of the young, scrawny, nerdy role and was actually building muscle and wasn't unattractive. And so, like, things like that actually happened in the show. That isn't, like, extreme of us to mention. So the the Google image searches for Urkel are very interesting because I've got, like, um, about 10 pictures at the top of this just this nerdy looking kid mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then i have purple urkel which seems to be a purple version of urkel <laughs> smoking a blunt and then okay. and, and I'm, I'm i'm shitting you not right after this it's all marijuana plants <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> and like, like i'm not joking like it is just it there is a lot i do not know about american culture <laughs> This is this is kind of interesting to me because this is I, news to me. I have to wonder. Like, obviously, there's some kind of strain called Purple Urkel, but I wonder if it's named that because it gives you more of like a cerebral high or something like that. A- anyway, maybe it just really yeah. makes you want cheese. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing some. I'm seeing some uh, Purple Urkel cannabis reviews here. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds interesting. That sounds what, like what it is. Okay, uh, so. How can we make this more true to the medium of a Magical Girl series proper? This is the part where we could probably use a little help. Yeah, we don't have a name for Laura's uh, Magical Girl self yet. And, like, I would like to know, uh, like, what are the various permutations of her crystal powers? Do we give her a crew? Like, does she get other Magical Girls in a posse in later seasons? Or, like, what would you recommend we, we do with her? Okay, so Magical Girls wouldn't be my absolute forte, but I have seen enough of them to know that I can I can probably do some stuff here. I guess, first question, from the way you guys pitched it, is it, what are the two characters' names again? Uh, Laura. Laura Winslow would be the, uh, the main character. Okay. And she just gets herself covered in crystals to become her Magical Girl self, and she can so do crystal things. Is there anything magical happening, or is it more of a science thing? Hmm. I like to think that at a certain point, certain kinds of wacky science are, for all practical intents and purposes, magic. Sure. Um, So, in that case, what we have then is, like, a normal girl covered in, like, diamond armor. I think that's Uh, accurate. Yes. And then she would also have, I guess, a diamond weapon. Hmm. Sure. We could do that. Uh, well, we were talking a little bit about like uh, more in the non-violent uh, uh, vein of of weapons. you could destroy robots. That's okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then like uh, that was sort of why we landed on something more crystalline to begin with. Was much like uh, a freeze beam would encase someone in ice. This is that minus the cold. Sure. Sure. So. When she's fighting, like, the robots and stuff, how is she dealing with them? I mean, I assume any manner of uh, crystal manifestation, she could, like, she could be using sort of more melee weapons. She could manifest a a crystalline spear and throw it, or just the beam of uh, holding them in their their tracks by forming crystals around where their treads or feet would be. Yeah, like they go to shoot her and she just crystals up over the barrel of the gun and then the gun tries to fire anyway and it explodes, that sort of thing. 
So it might not be like she's directly attacking her opponents as much as outsmarting them with this crystal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like even okay. even in cases if they're tracking her by heat signature and then she makes like a, a crystal statue of herself with something hot in the middle and they target that instead, that sort of thing. Okay, well like in a lot of the in a lot of ways like magical girls, you know, there's a reason that they're always like kind of teenage girls for the most part and like a lot of it is about kind of not just even really puberty but like stepping into a new version of yourself Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like you know you have like the big transformation scenes and stuff like that and a lot of that is usually kind of like a signifier of like these young people hitting maturity and taking on new responsibilities and what a good thing that can be Mm -hmm. so i guess when I think magical girls, and when a lot of people do, I guess the first thing is, like, a big transformation scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's when, like, you know, she goes from normal Laura into this crystal version of Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, that big 30-second, like, here's the boots, here's the gloves, here's yeah. the sparkly thing on the chest, here's the visor, and then shing, pose, and now exactly. you're into it, yeah. Same piece of animation every episode will save so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I have to respect... Uh, Shira for their animation direction that they made that footage and then used it like three times <laughs> like they implied it more often than they showed it or they did a truncated version so you know yeah. I'm thinking about like the actual source of her power because right now it sounds like she gets her hands on some magical technology and if any other girl got their hands on that technology they could use it as well or boy yeah, we might want to have some sort of reason why it's keyed to her. So what I think could be good is, you know, you have this initial incident at the science fair. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could be good if there was like some event. I know like scientific experiment gone wrong are really cliched, but something like the Urkel guy fucks up. Mm-hmm. and that affects Laura but not only Laura but potentially other kids at the science fair as well yes. and part of it is Laura and like Laura doesn't necessarily know who these kids are they could be going to her school but they all have something special oh. they got from this oh I think I got it what if uh, what if oh god I'm trying to think of the explanation for what Urkel's machine that like blew up Happened, but what if it fused people's uh, science fair experiments to the individual? So, like, somebody's got like a, a volcano power because they made. I was an exactly volcano. thinking that was that was making sort of volcano. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you could do you could do stuff with frogs, insects, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all the classic and... like low tech sci fi uh, uh, science fair experiments. Does just you want have... to toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how much sugar is in your in your soda, and that kid just kind of gets diabetes, I guess. I <laughs> and so, oh, that's that could be kind of fun then, because it brings a new dynamic to the show. Because first of all, you have this like uh, kind of villain thing with um, Laura and Urkel. So what was his name again? It's Urkel. Yeah. yeah. But then you also have this stuff where there's other kids with powers going to the school now. And then, you know, some of them are villains, some of them are not. Laura does, like, maybe it's the kind of thing where they're all kind of keep trying to keep secret about what, if they have powers or not. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, if you all of a sudden had the power to turn frogs inside out, that's sort of hard to parlay into being a superhero. It's the sort of thing you would probably want to keep secret, but still try and use for personal gain. 
yeah, totally. And then, like, you know, they could have various levels of power or whatever. And Laura never really knows who has powers and who's a villain and who's not, who's an ally. Mm-hmm. And that could be fun. That could be, like, your kind of episodic thing. Because a lot of Magical Girls shows were kind of just, well, Sailor Moon, I guess, but it was very, like, monster of the week. You know, a new threat would show up and Sailor yeah. Moon would beat the shit out of it and then it would go away. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I like that it does give us a justification for why all of the main characters in the show are teenagers. It's just because they were all in the same grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, one point you mentioned was about Urkel. He doesn't know that Laura is this this crystal girl. Mm-hmm. In a way, I wonder would it be more interesting if he did know? Well, I've actually she knew. I've got an idea on that front too. Um, sure, so it. this could may- maybe be like three quarters of the way through the series or even a hook to try and get into season two. Uh, there could be a later on discovery that like, oh, she got into this uh, technology or she like this is actually her. Um, and that might be when Stephen tries to uh, Steve tries to get the machine going that transforms him into Stefan. Now, Laura is attracted to Stefan, and in that sense, uh, canon within the show, there's a love triangle with two characters. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of neat. And would would Stefan and Steven, are they like separate entities in the one body? I think- More of a Jekyll Hyde thing. So they 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 wouldn't really have like conscious awareness of each other's actions like they would essentially be different characters. It's not just that Steven looks different. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, yeah. So in that sense it's not just like uh Ranma and Ryoga say uh because it is sort of a different kind of person in that body, a Jekyll Hyde thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um cuz I see like, you know, you have the episodic stuff and that could be like the science fair kids we talked about but i think the kind of heart of the show could be that relation relationship between between steven and laura and like her kind of not being into him and him unable to accept that like i think there's kind of there's some decent drama there you know because mm-hmm. like you've seen a lot of that kind of story and it would be interesting to explore, explore that and it'd be like cool for you know young people to see that like hey you know this is kind of weird that he's obsessed or whatever I I wonder if there isn't a uh a a healthy message in the overall story there of like you know Stefan gradually becoming a better version you know like Urkel representing uh the more problematic and adorable if you will uh, uh toxic uh pining masculine figure but then Stefan actually being you know, compassionate and listening to her, and Stefan fighting Urkel. Well, I mean, if we do that, then we are going to have to have the uh, the big emotional thing where Stefan, his love is actually genuine, and in the end, he has to sacrifice his existence somehow to to save Laura. And like, like, like that's that's the sort of scene that I want where where we see that Stefan is Steven's uh, opposite because while Steven is trying to be the biggest, be the best, do the amazing thing that wins Laura's love, Stefan actually realizes, no, what's best is what's best for Laura. 
I have to do X and sacrifice myself and it's some big noble thing. I think that's that I I really like those ideas because like developing the kind of developing a relationship between Steven and Stefan is also super interesting. And like just from what you were saying that there, the way I'd kind of see it would be Stefan is Steven if he lets go of all the bullshit. Like if he actually just stopped mm-hmm. this kind of toxic, obsessive relationship and actually tried to you know, become a better person. Yeah, mm. abandons his ego. Yeah, and I think, you mm. know, the the crux of Steven as a villain is that's something he would never be able to do. Yeah, like maybe all of his inventions, they're quite clearly branded with his Urkel logo. Mm. And like anytime he tries to sell them or, or make a profit off of them, he's always real careful that he's got control of the patent. Yeah. And he's like, this is my technology. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like, he'd be obsessed with recognition and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. you could do some weird kind of, uh, like, pretty, like, kind of floaty, abstract episode where it's, like, Steven and Stefan, for some reason, have to hang out in that last bit. Like, have to, I don't know, get, get tel- teleport to an alternate world or something. And sure. that could be the episode where it's, like, Stefan is, like, yeah, I am you if you stopped all the dumb shit. We might need to get rid of that sh- dumb shit language are there but um <laughs> yeah yeah that i think that sounds really cool and then like um i guess bringing it back to magical girls a little bit you know magical girls mm-hmm. usually come in sets for a reason like you have um you know sailor moon where there was like the whole sailor crew or card capture sakura where there wasn't a crew but there was a million different outfits and yes okay in terms of like you know laura could find she could like set up a little magical girl team he could put a boy in there put like whatever you wanted in there as well like i I think yeah if the show is like going for inclusivity and stuff it could be cool to just have like whatever the fuck mm-hmm. maybe like there was some non-binary student yeah that totally they fuse with their experiment and it's a more more fully realized oh something maybe like with uh an experimentation of like ph balance so you know sometimes i'm more acidic sometimes i'm more basic <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, and then, like, I think you could build out the whole crew like that, and, you know, if they're all well-written and they're all their own developed, you know, you could end up with a really cool crew of kids that are still, like, and, like, because we don't know who the, like, science experiment students are, you basically have an endless roster to pull from, you're just gonna have to dig through a lot of shitty kids' fairs to get ideas. (laughs) It's it's almost like there was, instead of it being one big explosion where somehow nobody died and instead everyone was fused with their, their power, it's almost like instead, I don't know, like the gymnasium got filled with some gas or something. And some uh, students weren't affected and some were. Yeah. Uh, you, have, uh, you have carte blanche there to basically make anybody a potential uh, uh, undiscovered... Yeah. superhero or has some superpower of some kind and like it could be yeah. it could be you could even make a joke out of it if the if the show went on long enough because you could be like another science kit experiments how many people were in that auditorium <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah perfect okay so i feel like we're pretty good on a universe and a story front uh and yeah, you know, as far as transformation goes, uh, you know, it's easy to make sure that we have a sto- uh, some kind of transformation. Are there any mm-hmm. other uh, somewhat mandatory uh, tropes of the Magical Girl series that we still need to hit here? Um, 
like franchise opportunities or something. Franchise opportunities. Oh, there's usually some elements of unrequited love, but I guess we already have that. That's kind of central to the story. Um, yeah. We, we just... could sell rock candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot you could do with it. You guys should Google kids science experiments. There is a there is a lot to pull from. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, in terms, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always appreciate when an anime in particular has a really banging opening. And I think you could do a lot of fun things with this, given the different students, like, weird powers. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get you got a, the, the potato electricity kid. You'd have, like, the ant farm kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plenty of, plenty of room for, for writing growth. You could even... This is the kind of uh, series by the sounds of things that, like... Uh, getting guest writers or guest directors seems yeah. very easy. Like, it's very easy to write a, a, a self-contained episode of this story. Oh, you know actually what's pretty pretty common? When you have that one character who is also, like, we'll, we'll say magical, but, like, mm-hmm. not really a good guy, not really a bad guy, kind of mysterious, kind of comes and goes. I don't know how you work that into the science fair origin. Mm-hmm. But something like that could be good. Oh, so sort oh, it could, of like could a... have been the janitor who was there uh, <laughs> got caught in the explosion. And so he's always sort of staying in the background and sort of views it as his responsibility to, quote unquote, clean up the mess. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I, and I maybe, would also... maybe if there was like, a you know, a fight or something or like someone had to be saved and they're like, why don't you come help? And he's like, I can't fight kids. And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're just like, oh, uh, fair enough. I, I don't I don't get paid enough for this. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. You pay me to mop the floor. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. John, I think we're just about there. Uh, the one thing that still is kind of missing is that uh, Mason, you and I were thinking of of like the possible name for yeah, Laura's character. Uh, but yeah, we need. Uh, and geez, I, I really don't even know what a good magical girl series name is going to look like either because if if we take my my examples of uh Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura and uh Shira those are completely different so i don't know what to call this mm. oh let me think Urko no, we don't name she it after quote, the guy. Okay, okay. We name it after her. Whatever her superhero name is, yeah, I guess, that's going to be the name of the show. I guess I guess we need her like crystal form. Like what's her name? Uh it could literally just be like the Crystal Avenger or something. Uh It's going to be whatever she blurts out whenever somebody like the first time that somebody says, "Thank right. you for saving me. What's your name?" and she's just going to say first thing top of the mind. <laughs> right. And then that's the title drop. It could be funny if, like, um, she thinks up something kind of dumb, like, the Crystal Maid. Oh, that's terrible. I'll change it later. And then the title card <laughs> comes up, Crystal Maid, the TV show. Yes. <laughs> I love that bit. That's great. Sure. Honestly, honestly, for now, Crystal Maid is fine. Uh, but if you have a better name, feel free to shoot it to us at our Twitter. There will also be a verdict there. Now, what will our verdict be? Which, I guess... Is is this good enough to be a bad... Oh, oh, no, I've got it. What about if the verdict was uh, 
is this better as a magical girl series? Because we're close yeah, like, to which something. Would you rather watch this or family matters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think that one's a little easier. Uh, personally, I would much rather watch this, but well, seeing uh, family matters, tenuous connection to the drug industry. I stay well away from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, that verdict will be up on our Twitter at H I G A I show. Also, uh, if you have any suggestions for other things that we should invent, feel free to hit us up there again at H I G A I show on Twitter. Um, now, John, thank you very much for being with us for this oh no uh, problem my pleasure where where uh, can people find you and your work um can find me on youtube uh the channel super eyepatch wolf and you can also find me on the let's fight a boss video game podcast the uh the youtube channel uh super eyepatch wolf is one of my absolute favorite videos uh channels that i'm subscribed to i highly recommend you check out his work uh, one more thing I want to ask you here, John, and, uh, we didn't really talk about this, so we can cut this as needed. Um, if off the top of your head, you have a suggestion for something that we should invent, uh, we can do that, but it will take a couple of weeks for us to get to it. Do you guys play fighting games at all? <laughs> so, uh, would, would your suggestion be that we should invent a fighting if- game? If you enjoy fighting games, and that would be some, and that'd be something you'd be interested in. If you don't, maybe not. Well, here's a funny fact: uh, we actually already did that with Wooly. That <laughs> motherfucker! Everywhere I go, that <laughs> asshole is causing me misery. Uh, let me sit with it for a little bit, and I'll come up with something. Thanks again, John. It was lovely to have you. It was on. great to be here. I had a fantastic time. Awesome. Take care. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep.